Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Better Watch Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick. And I'm Celeste. And we just want to share our love of everything horror. And true crime. Can't forget about them true crimes. Nope, nope, nope. You ready to get weird today? Yeah, this one's a bit weird and chaotic again. It's just so... (laughs) I don't know how to explain it. (laughs) It's... The movie's really hard to follow along with. You meet so many characters. You don't know what their names are. It's hard to keep up. But it's great. It's actually such a good I loved movie. it. It's oh. a good laugh too. Oh, yeah. 100% it is. Like it was, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's a very hard movie to explain. So basically we are talking about dead kids slash in the States, strange behavior. Yeah. It's got two names. And it was released in 1981, directed by Michael Lachlan, and it stars Michael Murphy, Louise Fletcher, and Dan Shaw, who names I've never heard about. Yeah. But with these older Ozploitation movies, there's not many people I know in them. Yeah, especially because I think for most of them, it's these actors' like first roles. Yeah. Like, I wanted to give a little summary about this movie, but I really don't know how to explain it. You can't really, like... It's basically centering centering around kids in high school, you know, they're they're partying and then kids are dying, hence the name Dead Kids. Yeah, but then then strange behaviour because they act strange. Yeah. Very, very strange kids. (laughs) To be fair, it's not their fault. No, it's not their fault because they're getting experimented on. Mm. Spoopy. Oh. (laughs) That's what we're all about. (laughs) What we are all about. Well, like, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Yeah. But, like, we're here to take you through it. And there's our spoiler free. Now we're getting into all the spoilers. Yeah. Basically, it's a mess. It's it's a mess. This we, podcast we, is a mess. Everything's a mess. We had to stop the movie so many times watching it just to wrap our heads around what we'd just watched and what we'd seen in, like, at one certain scene. And we were like, wait, I'm confused. We need to go back and, like, re-watch it. To understand what's just happened. I think this is the first time when we've watched we've watched a movie and one of the characters had said something and I paused it because I had to have a five minute laughing fit. Oh yeah. Like the dialogue towards the end of the movie is very like fat phobic. Not a good time. No. <laughs> but funny to like watch it happen because could you imagine like if a movie did that now? Oh, it'd be cancelled. Yeah. It I mean, would be cancelled. Every right this is what to I love be cancelled. But this is what I love about the older movies though. Yeah, because they can just do whatever you they got, wanted. You and got away happened. with so much shit. Yeah. And it's the best. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, yeah, highly rec- I couldn't highly recommend this. It is a mess. Like, do not go into watching this like, oh, this is going to be the greatest movie ever because it's not. Also, don't put this movie on thinking you can just have it on in the background while you, like, scroll on your phone or whatever. No. Because you need to pay attention. Otherwise, you're going to have no idea what's going on. So if we struggle during this, because there are so many characters you meet, we had no idea when you find out what their names are. Yeah, or if we would even see them again. Yeah, because there is one character in a particular scene. You see her for a bit, and then she's gone rest of the movie. Yeah, and you're like, uh, all right. Nice, nice meeting you, love. So, without further ado, I'm ready. Are you ready for this? Let's just get into the mess, shall we? (laughs) Alrighty. So, we open this movie to a kid just doing his homework and we find out this is a Brian and as soon as his parents go, he just lights a ciggy. Yeah. And, you know, turns on some music, wants to stop doing his homework and um, just as the radio 
you know, the radio guy stops talking and actually plays a song, the electricity goes out. Classic horror movie trope. <laughs> Classic. So he goes downstairs and he's like trying to check around, but obviously he can't see. So he lights a candle and as he lights it and walks away, this random hand just grabs the cabinet. Yeah, it was really weird. And then um, he can sort of hear like clinking coming from like the living room or something like that. And he calls out to a... Uh, to uh, Pipsy, who I'm assuming is maybe a dog or a cat, and he's like, "Y'all like you there, girl?" And he's nothing back. I don't even remember Pipsy. See, this is why you need to pay attention to this. Oh, so many fucking character names. I care about the dogs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Might not even as exist. As soon as there's a dog or an animal in the movie, I mean, you're in. So he, this was a funny scene. He put de- he put down the light and he starts doing shadow puppets. Like he's like, oh, bird. I mean, as if you wouldn't do the same thing. No. And then the <laughs> next thing we see is the guy behind him just starts stabbing him, which is the slowest stabbing I've ever seen in a horror movie. And the weirdest sounds coming out of Brian's mouth. I thought he was orgasming. Literally. It's like the weirdest sound. Oh, God. It's a good start. Such a good good start we were kind of like do we stop and just pick another movie to cover because is the whole movie gonna be as stupid as this and we're like nah we have to do it we have to have a good laugh spoiler alert it it is as stupid as this yes it gets (laughs) way stupider but i love it i love it so much (laughs) i really do oh i love this movie so much (laughs) fun in fact the guy who plays brian is the writer of this movie bill condon And, yeah, he's the first kill. Oh, well. Oh, well. Poor love. And then, uh, basically, the killer grabs the candle and blows it out. And then we cut to our next character, Barbara, driving past some workers doing electrical work. And she says something smart-ass to Jerry. This is the first time I've had, like, psych plot or whatever. I don't know. I'm getting so confused right now. (laughs) This is the only time you see Jerry. Yeah. Only time. But also... Side note, I have a feeling that we wouldn't know most of these characters' names had it not been for watching the subtitles and having, like, their name pop up for when they're talking. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have. Also, listening to this, and if you're hearing us talking, you know that meme of, like, that guy, like, looking all crazy, pointing at, like, the, um, what is it? Like, the wall with all, like, the posters everywhere oh, and always, the string. always sunny in Philadelphia, Charlie Day. Yeah, like, yeah. that meme of him, like, looking crazy, pointing and everything. Like, that's what we look like right now. With this movie. Wow. Yeah, trying to connect the dots to bloody everything. Oh, that's us right now. Jesus. Oh, God. Well, there's, like, it's just a random meeting really she says something smart ass to him he says something smart ass back and then she drives off and that's it it didn't it wasn't necessary in the movie at all and then we see this random dude cut to shaving his beard and he's on the phone to someone and the lights keep flickering on and off a bit and he cuts his lip and this is the only time we see nudity in this movie i've realized yeah and you thought it was weird as fuck because why would a teenage boy Walk around the house naked for his dad to see his bits. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Oh, I don't know. It is weird. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. So, like, he's just standing there in the bloody doorway of the bathroom while his dad's still on the phone with his bloody schlong out. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> it is weird. Oh, my God, this movie. <laughs> we told you. Oh, okay. And then the next thing that happens is, well, we find out the kid's name's Pete, but I don't think we know. I'll tell you the dad's name now. It's John. 
Yeah. We don't find this out until... Like the middle of the movie. Middle of the movie. I think because names get thrown around so much, don't know when you find out people's names. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Cut to John being the grottiest bloke I've ever seen in my life. Had to be careful there. I was about to say the C word. Yeah. Because I would call him a grotty. Yeah. But he's (laughs) he's cutting his nails at the dinner table. Yeah, and, like, you can hear the clipping and, like, the nails falling on the ground. Yeah, and he's... Son's like, Pete's like, what the, what are you doing that for? Yeah, and he said it's gross enough, or like it's really gross that it would like be enough to gag a maggot. Yeah, it's enough to gag a maggot, what you're doing. Which, fair. Cut to, this is where we meet Miss Haskell, who's probably one of my favourite characters in this movie. She's such a sassy old lady. She is a sassy old lady. I aspire to be like her when I'm an old lady. It's like when Pete says a smart ass remark saying, oh, someone could get a disease walking on these floors, and she's like, you wouldn't see a clean house if it bit ya. Yeah, so weird. And then she goes on about this family called the Hoffmans, how they leave their kids alone all the time, and she's like, oh, all those kids do are just eat Twinkies. <laughs> you know, drink Coke, have all Orgies all the time. Orgies are always happening there. <laughs> like, what are these children doing? I don't know. It's the 80s. We weren't there. We're what a like shame. 17 years off of this movie. That's all right. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so Pete leaves the house going to school and he picks up his friend Oliver. And after he's picked him up, we then cut to Pete's dad at work. He's the police officer. Again, which you don't know because it doesn't, it's not really mentioned. You just have to figure it out. Yeah. Because he's not wearing a uniform or anything. He's just wearing like sort of like beige colored pants and a white button up and that's it. We do meet the guy he was talking to on the phone, which was Donovan, who's this sassy old man again. Him and Mrs. Haskell should, like, get together. They should. Be great. It would have been great. (laughs) Would have been the best. And then this is what I – this is probably the only thing I hate about this movie. It's like we cut to Pete driving to pick up Oliver and we cut back to the police station. Then we cut back to Pete, like, two minutes later. It it doesn't flow very well. And this is where the teacher at their school has been a smart-ass to all of his students. Yeah. Grading their essays and stuff. And we meet this bloke named, which I had to double take on his name, Waldo. Yeah. I was what like- is with some of these character names? Nah. So Waldo, because Oliver gets like an A on his assignment, Waldo has a go at him and Oliver goes back. It's like a, just a back and forth between the two of them. Yeah. And then, bang, we cut back to, oh no, we cut to Pete gets a call, call back by the teacher. Yeah, because the bell goes, so class is over. They're all heading out. Pete's the last one in line to walk out. And his teacher's like, no, no, I want to talk to you. And Oliver hangs around too and he goes, nope, I want to talk to Pete alone. And basically says everyone in this class has finished their college application. Why haven't you? Yeah. And he says, look, I'm trying, but my dad's not being any help at all. Um, And he basically says, if you need help, like, I'll back you. Like, you're my favorite student. Yeah. And he wants him to do well, obviously, which is nice. Yeah. No, it is nice. Yeah. And then he gets out of the class because he goes like, oh, I have somewhere to be. And he catches up with Oliver and he asks Oliver, who wrote your assignment? Because I know you didn't write that. He goes, no, it was all me. And he goes, Pete goes to Oliver, you couldn't get an A in Sesame Street. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, burn. (laughs) (laughs) And then we cut back to Pete's dad, John. Yeah. Talking to the mayor because- Brian, the kid who died at the start, was the mayor's son. Yeah, so he's like, I don't know what happened to my kid. What's happened to him? He's gone. And this is where 
John's like, did you notice anything weird when you were leaving the house? And he goes, no, nah, not really. Oh, actually, no, nah, there was a weird car parked out the front when I was backing out. Like, wouldn't that be the first thing you tell a police officer? Yeah, but like, you're not going to think about it until it gets brought up and you're like, oh, yeah, forgot mm. about that. Fair enough. Jump cut back to Pete and Oliver and they're like, get to a college where Pete's like, oh, sorry, not Pete. Oliver's telling him, I know how you can make money. I'll take you to this place. They'll give you 200 bucks or whatever. Yeah, because I didn't know this, but like it must be a thing in America where to like put in your application to a college, like you have to pay for it. Yeah, I don't know. But the funny thing is this movie is set in a small town in Illinois, but was filmed in New Zealand. Yeah. Like this is but the f- made by Australians? <laughs> Pretty sure it's made. Well, it's classified as an exploitation movie. Yeah. So I'd say it was made by Aussies. Yeah. It was the first horror movie ever made in New Zealand. Yeah. I'm not too sure about the town it was centered in, but I know it was in Illinois. Yeah. It's probably not a real town. So going back to the movie, they go into like a science lecture and this female professor bleh, bleh, I can't even speak. <laughs> Bloody hell. This female professor grabs a chicken. As, like, this other professor's talking in a video. Yeah. And the professor is giving this chicken instructions and it's listening to every single one, which I was, like, sitting there, like, in shock. (laughs) I was like, this is weird. I don't like this. So, it'd be, like, chicken, left foot up, and it'd just move its foot. Yeah. And then it'd be, like, right foot up, other foot goes up, chicken, face the the students. Yeah. And in turn, I'm like, how the hell is it doing that? Science. Science. So, yeah, after the lecture's over, um, Oliver introduces Pete to the female professor, Miss Parkinson, and she's like the head scientist of the laboratory or whatever, um, and basically said, you know, Pete's interested in doing what I'm doing. She's like, that sounds great. Are you free in the afternoons? Let's meet tomorrow. And then takes Oliver away to have his session. Yeah, and before, as she takes Oliver Oliver away, she comes back to Pete and she's like, um, you wouldn't by any chance be related to John, what was his last name, Beatty? Or Brady. Brady. You wouldn't be any relation to John Brady. He goes, yeah, he's my father. And she's like, does he know you're going to be here? And he's like, no. She's like, okay, good. Red flag number one. Sus. She's sus. Yeah. You played Among Us, she is sus. <laughs> yeah, it was like. She is an imposter. 100%. Like that, like, why would you not want a someone's parent, regardless of their occupation, to know what you're doing with their children and to the police? Yeah. Suspicious. Yes, very suspicious. So we cut basically, Pete's just driving down the road, so it's not much to really talk about there. And he goes back home and we see Barbara, which it doesn't really explain this until later in the movie. Barbara is dating John. Pete's dad because Pete's mum's passed away. Yeah. Other thing I hate about this movie, it doesn't really explain anything. No, you kind of have to figure it out for yourself or just put the pieces together and make it up in your brain. Maybe that's the mystery part because when remember when I was like oh, on yeah. IMDb and I was like, it says it's a mystery. The mystery is trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah, that sounds about right. So then we, he says he's going to go to a party because she offers to cook him dinner and she's, he's like, no, nah, I'm going to go to a party. And we cut to, again, another jump cut to – Pete driving Oliver and they stop off at like this the Browns house yeah and they're talking about this girl Lucy who's like 13 years old or something like that and she's loose as yeah apparently 
And yeah, Oliver says something like Lucy Brown gets around or something like that and says that like he'd go there. She's 13. He's like 17, 18. Oliver's a sick fuck. It's gross. It is gross. It's gross. Very, very gross. So we the camera cuts to the Browns' house and her parents are like sitting downstairs. And like, Lucy's sneaking out. And Lucy's sneaking out to go to this party. Yeah. And it was funny because the window in the living room where the parents are is open and Lucy makes like a little noise and the dad's like, who's that? What was that? Yeah. And as like, like as if you'd hear that when <laughs> like you've got your TV or the mum's like, oh, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. He's like, no, there's something out there. The acting basically. is atrocious. Oh, it's terrible, but it's amazing at the same time. Oh gosh. I don't want to classify this movie as like it's so bad, it's so good, but I think it is. Yeah, it is. Hundred percent. Oh, I love it. 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 <laughs> anyway, so the boys go get to the party and they're greeted by the host Sarah, who says that. The party is in honour of independence and she's not wearing any underwear. Yeah, she makes that very clear. Yeah, and the boys are like, all right. Well, Oliver's all about it. It's Pete that's not. Yeah, we do know that. So then, yeah, they go inside and party and everyone's all dressed up in all these weird costumes. Yeah, they're like, when I was reading it on IMDb, it's like all 60s sitcom characters. So you see like- Batman and Robin. You were saying cavemen, but I was saying- Well, because they they didn't look like they were dressed up as the Flintstones exactly. No, but they were like- Cavemen. Cavemen. And cavewomen. Yeah, and I said Flintstones straight away. Um- we also thought we saw Wendy. Oh, from I have no idea. I don't know. Some of them were fucking weird. And they're wearing like weird creepy masks. Best dance moves goes to that caveman though. Oh, my God. Puff cheeks, arms up. Yeah, I was like, are you having a seizure, man? Like, <laughs> you okay? He looked like he was. Best dance moves. And it's you'll hear this song. It's by Lou Christie, Lightning Strike. And it's only in there because it's Bill Condon's favorite song. I mean, to be fair, it's a really catchy song. It was very catchy. I would, I would dance. It was annoying because we kept pausing it to try and figure out what they were dressed as. Two ninety. Well, oh, could, can we say we are nineties kids? We, grew we up, are nineties kids. We, well, we were born in ninety eight, so? and we grew up in the two thousands. I'm not a two thousands kid. No, um, I remember a lot more things in the two thousands than the nineties. Well, that would make sense. Yeah, that does make sense. I'm acting stupid now. All right, two 90s kids trying to guess 60s sitcoms. Oh, there was an I Dream of Jeannie oh, girl there yes. too? Yes. I liked we it. Got, we got that I one. I loved that show. We got that one. That one was obvious. The other ones, I thought one of them was uh, Morticia from the Adams Family. but no. She wasn't wearing a black dress. She was wearing a bright green dress. Yeah, but I said because of the face makeup. doesn't mean anything. No, it doesn't mean anything. But oh, well. Watch it for yourself. You try and guess because it was... Yeah, good luck. Yeah. It makes no sense. Makes no sense at all. So we Pete kind of sees this girl from afar and he goes into the, the dancing like a dickhead. All the dance moves are terrible in this movie. Yes. And he gets to the chick and he's like, who'd you come as? She's like, Joe. And they're both like, Joe Mama. Ah, classic. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? Are we going there? Oh, God. Are, you, are, we, are we really going there? We really did. It was great. It's like, all right, this needs to be over right now. <laughs> Too bad there's still another hour of this movie to go. So, And then Sarah wants to come and dance with Pete and Pete brushes her off and Sarah goes, oh, you're a jerk. So obviously Sarah likes Pete. Pete doesn't like Sarah. And they used to have something together you kind of find out. And Sarah like grabs this knife that I thought was real and I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, I thought she was going to like stab someone. And she catches up to Oliver and she just 
places it on him and you find out it's fake and Oliver tries to tell Sarah that Pete just doesn't like her anymore that much. Yeah. In that way. Yeah. And she's not about it. Yeah. So cut to, oh, Waldo's back. Comes in, throws up in the sink. Oliver has like a little joke at him. Waldo kind of basically tells him just to fuck off. Yeah. Leave me alone. And then Lucy's there. Because Waldo's dating the child. Yeah. Gross. What is with this fucking minor shit? Yeah, it's gross. It is gross. So Lucy's mad that Waldo's drunk and vomiting and she's like, I'm going home. You have to take me home. Which, why would you want someone drunk driving you home? Yeah, I don't know. So we cut to Waldo and Lucy in the car and Waldo's trying to get it on with Lucy. And this is where we meet the killer for the first time who's in a Tor Johnson mask. Now, we had to look up who this guy was. Yeah, he was like a wrestler and in like B-grade movies and he used to play like the wrestler or the strongman. No, he was an actual wrestler. Yeah, but in the movies he would play a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I just said. But he was an actual Swedish wrestler as well. I said that. Oh, sorry. Listen. No, I have a uh, hearing disability. It's called selective. It's rare. Makes me want to murder him. Oh, you watch enough true crimes to do it. Yeah. I can make it look like an accident. Mm. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway, so this mask is super creepy, but laughable at the same time because he just looks so Got weird. Big bug eyes. Yeah. It's awesome. Like, have you ever seen, I think it's Scooby-Doo 2, like the Monsters Unleashed one? There's like that, like, really fat- Is that that swan creature? He's yeah. like green as- Yeah. And his, like, face is all like, like Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's what I thought he of was straight my favorite away. As a kid. I was like, you look ridiculous. <sighs> Talking about those movies, though, I, I still can't believe that I liked the second one more than the first one yeah, when I'm I was crazy. a kid. I was going crazy because we rewatched them and the first one's way better. Yeah. Second one is not that good. No, but still, you have to watch it. Yeah, great. Great kids' movies. <laughs> Back to this movie, though. <laughs> I'm having too much fun with this. This is probably, like, we've had fun with all three movies we've covered so far, but I think I've had the most fun watching this one. Well, it was just a good laugh. Like yeah. We've had three pretty serious movies. Yeah. So to have a good one. Especially when it's a movie that, like, you can laugh at, but it is also, like, a comedic movie at the same time. Like, it makes fun of itself and makes jokes for it to be not as intense. Mm, yeah, well, we should do some more horror comedies on this thing. Yeah. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Let's get through this one first. <laughs> anyway, so they realise that the car's bogged, so Waldo gets out to unbog the car. There's no doors on his fucking car. Again, I'm not surprised because he just seems like he's the biggest. Like, he's like the jerk bully kid. I'm Like, that's the vibe I get from him. Yeah. So, like, I'm not it, surprised it, it, it that he has sense. no doors on his car. Because I had to rewind this. I was like, I swear he Because obviously he gets out, tries to push the car and gets killed by the killer. He gets stabbed in the throat multiple times. Again, very slowly. No, this one was a bit faster. No, it, was, it wasn't. It was all right. It was the same speed, like the, uh, uh, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, Try, <laughs> trying to be Michael Myers and they can't be. Yeah. Even he's faster and he walks everywhere. Literally. And it cuts to, like, Lucy, like, Waldo, where are you? Like, the car's not moving. And there's no doors on the car. And I'm like, wait, hold up. Wasn't there a door on the car? But no. No. No doors. So... Waldo's dead and the killer walks up to get to Lucy and Lucy, like, turns at the right moment, screams. Killer tries, because he's slow as fuck, (laughs) can't catch her in time and stabs the seat. Yeah, and then the knife gets stuck in the seat. Yeah, so 
She runs back to the party screaming. And he just chases her. And catches up to her. Yeah. Me talking about how slow this bloke is. And- yeah. And then she dives into the pool. Or does he push her in the pool? No, she runs into the pool because she, she gets stabbed swim. in the leg. Yeah, she gets she can't swim. So she's holding on to the Like the ladder? Oh no, it's no, like the, the Like the lane divider. Yeah. And the killer's just there looking at her, like cutting the lane divider. Yeah. I was like, what What is, is happening? What is going on? But luckily Pete hears the screams and saves Lucy and the killer just walks away and he takes off the mask and we find out it's Oliver, which we knew from the bloody subtitles. Oh, so oh while fucking subtitles. When the killer is chasing Lucy, he like tackles her to the ground and that's where he stabs her in the leg. And in the subtitles watching the movie, it goes, Oliver grunts. Lucy oh. screams, and we were like, wow, that just gives away who the bloody killer is, doesn't it? I was like, fuck me for trying to get quotes for this and trying to be professional as I can be on this podcast, and Oliver grunts. <laughs> the fuck do you mean Oliver grunts? <laughs> what do you mean Oliver grunts? I was not expecting it to be Oliver at all. I thought it would be someone that we hadn't met yet because of how many characters and side characters there are in this movie. Like, when we, when we watch movies or things like that, like, I always try to guess who the killer is. And usually you do. You ruin it for yourself. Yes. I can name probably one movie you didn't realise it was Saw. Oh, oh, yeah. You didn't realise it was. That was a good little twisty twist. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it in here. <laughs> no. If you haven't seen that one, watch it. It's a great movie. Um, I don't know. Because usually you're like, oh, it's this guy. And then you get it. And then you're like, ha And I'm like, stop ruining the movie for yourself. No. But yeah, this, I was not expecting it at all. And mm. I was like, oh, wow. And it wasn't very like, it wasn't a like a good twist that you're like, oh, oh. It was kind of like, oh. Yeah, it's Oliver. Wasn't, wasn't ready for that. Yeah. Anyway, um, so where are we with the story? <laughs> Who knows? Who bloody knows <laughs> with this movie? Now nah, we cut to uh, Oliver eating breakfast with his family in the next morning. Oh, yeah. And then another jump cut there at the police station, I think. Yeah, Pete and Oliver because Pete's dad's asking them about where Brian is because he's still missing because they haven't found his body yet. Yeah, and they talk to him about how they found Waldo and they're like, Oliver, do you know what? How'd you get home last night? He goes, I can't remember. Like, yeah. I can't remember everything. And then they walk out. Oliver asks if Pete wants to go to the gym, you know, get his pump on. <laughs> Pete's like, no, nah, I've got to go to the lab. And, well, this was the cool part. They, do we cut to John getting a phone call or something? Or no. No, there's no phone call to the police station. We just cut to, they find Brian, eyes out of his skull, as a scarecrow. Yeah. Just hanging around. Probably my favourite, like, scene just because it looked so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And then, again, it's that cutting because we cut between Pete getting to the lab and walking through and looking at weird shit. Cut to we found Brian as a scarecrow. Cut back to Pete. At the lab, trying to get into this door, and then he gets stopped by another scientist there. He goes, we don't go in there. That's restricted. Rah, rah, rah. And it's like, stop jumping. Yeah, it's hard to keep up. But um, essentially, this first lab appointment experiment, Miss Parkinson just gives Pete a test drug. Yeah. That is supposed to open up your mind because your brain only uses however much of 
its actual potential, but this pill will unlock the rest of it. Did you ever remember that movie? I was just thinking that that's Scarlett Johansson one. Yeah, where she's like, yeah. you use hundred percent. She's like working her way up to use hundred percent of her brain. Yeah, that's what I kind of rem- reminded yeah. me of. I've never seen that movie. It's not that good. Okay, cool. So I don't need to watch it, really. No, you're fine. I bet you someone will suggest. <laughs> no, you need to watch it. Well, it's not a horror movie. It's just. Well, I can watch something that's not. Oh. As if you. Want to watch something that's not horror? No, oh, you're right. Horror is the you best. Gory freak. Yes, <laughs> that's one thing I want. I just want a gory movie to recover. Well, we do have a large collection. Yeah, that's thanks to me. Yeah, gross. The gorier, the better. Ugh. Um, but yeah. So then we cut from the test drug to John in the morgue and the um, what they what are they called? Medical examiner. Yeah, he's like, do you want to see the bodies? Like, they're two, it's like two different killers. And he's like, no, I'm good. Yeah. He looks visibly uncomfortable. He wants to get out of there as fast as possible. Yeah. Cut back to, well, we see this office lady at the receptionist. Receptionist, (laughs) sorry. Office lady. Office lady (laughs) at the laboratory. I don't think we get her name. It doesn't matter. We've learned in this movie we don't learn people's names. No, not until. And it just pops up and you're like, oh. Not until she's walking down the hallway, turning off all the lights, and you're like, did someone just run in the hallway? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Writing notes. Yeah, I thought I saw it at the corner of my eye. And then I thought I was going crazy. And she's walking back and Pete grabs her. And this is where we meet Caroline. The love interest. Yeah. See that. Always have to have a bloody love interest. And Pete takes her out to dinner and he can suddenly start speaking French. Yeah, and, like, knows all these things and is just acting a bit weird. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, I know what we're up to now. So this is where Miss Haskell goes over to the Hoffman's uh, house. That family where they leave their kids alone to do orgies and eat Twinkies. Yeah, and she goes to check on Timothy, their son, and she keeps, keeps talking shit about the parents as she's walking in. And she's still trying to get Timothy's attention, but Timothy's not answering. So she goes exploring. Yeah, and she goes upstairs because she's like, oh, I can hear running water. Knocks on the door like, Timothy, you can't hide from me anymore. Like, I know you're in here. Um, And then no answer again. And then she's like, Timothy, opens the door. We just see a severed hand in a sink full of water to turn to see Timothy's body just slide out of the bathroom. Oh, the bathroom, the bath. Yeah. Well, added too many words there. I'm getting too excited because this scene is. It's probably the, my favorite scene of the movie. It's awesome. And then it turns to be funny. Because, so Mrs. Haskell freaks out, runs into the bedroom, grabs the phone, calls the police. Calls John, yeah. And is like, you need to get over here, like, Timothy's dead. And then she hangs up the phone and she's sitting there and then she hears, like, floorboards creaking. And instead of running away like a sane person, we, like, she's just like, Timothy? Like, no, that's not Timothy. He's Timothy's dead. dead. Why are you asking for Timothy? Unless he's a zombie or some shit. Like, you <laughs> dumb old lady. <laughs> She walks into the bathroom and this random girl's just sitting there with his other hand just chopping it off. And she screams and she looks and she's like, oh, well, I'm going to come after you yeah, now. Yeah, so she's following her very slowly and 
It's probably my favorite editing I've ever seen in a movie because so Mrs. Haskell runs out of the bathroom and then it comes, cuts to the girl walking out the door and then Miss Haskell, it's almost like the director went, action, and Mrs. Haskell's like, okay. The girl puts her hand in like where the door would shut and then Miss Haskell shuts it on her hand. Yeah. So she. And then you cut to her running down the stairs. And she gets stabbed in the back by the random girl. Yeah. And falls down the stairs, grabs the phone, calls the police. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, this this girl's trying to kill me. She's like in her 20s, brunette, fat. fat. <laughs> and then the girl cuts her throat. That was one sharp knife. Did you see it cut through the phone cord as well? Oh, excellent. But and- I was like, this old lady deserves it for calling her fat. This, yeah, this is where the movie turns fat phobic, doesn't it? 100%. Like, no. No. <laughs> no. So that that old like, lady deserved bloody everything after that. Overweight? No. Uh, no. Like, no, you don't need don't, to comment on no. someone's weight. No, you don't. But it's the 80s. Doesn't matter. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> so, she d- she dies. The death Old was, lady dead. The Cutting of the death, though. Remember how you see it? You just see a throat slit, cut to blood splatter, cut to Miss Haskell's lying on the floor dead. Good. (laughs) So then the mag catches up with the detective to to try and find out what's going on. Oh, we forgot to mention, yeah, there's this random detective that came in. Oh, from, like, Chicago or something like that to help out. He's in the movie for about ten minutes. Yeah, because, well, he's supposed to be helping him out because he's dealt with serial killers before or something. Yeah, he's shit. talking to shit to John and John's like, I'm going out. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah, so they obviously have the description of Miss Haskell's killer. Mm. So Donovan goes to the college to get all the student files because they're like, oh, well, she's in her 20s, she'll be at the college. And we're cutting through Pete going back for his second appointment and Carol's not there. Caroline, sorry. Yeah, because she doesn't start her shift till later. No. But the guy who runs the college or the library or whatever is like, so, like, you've got 2,000 files here. What are you going to do? And Donovan goes, we're going to find the fat ones. And points and, like, pokes the files. That, that was the scene where I had to pause it. Yeah, and I was like, did he just? Yeah, he he, fu- he fucking said that. Like? He said he said that. What? Oh, God. So then, yeah, it keeps no, cutting back and forth. And um, they're back at the police, whatever it's called. The police station. Yeah. And they've cut it down to... 185 overweight females. Yeah. And they're going to look through all 185 overweight oh, female profiles. John grabs the third one and goes, oh, I found it. No, because he's like, I'm over this. Let's just go down to the college ourselves. And because she's probably in this bloody science experiment class or whatever. Probably. Maybe. And this is where we cut to Pete gets picked up by Miss Parkinson. And she like straps him in and she's about to stab this massive needle in his head. In his eyeball. In his eyeball. You're not good with eyeball stuff. No. And she gets stopped because obviously John gets there in time. And like the receptionist that is there sets an alarm off. It was Carolina that time. Oh, she was came too. in. And yeah, John gets her. They stop her from stabbing Pete. Well, not stabbing Pete, injecting Pete. Yeah. And. Miss Parkins tries her best to try and get John away and he's this is like the first time you kind of figure out what's going on and what happened to John's wife. Yeah, there's some beef with the science people and John. There's some tension. Bit of tension in the movie. Bit of tension in the air. And this is where 
Pete's trying to escape and Caroline puts a sign on saying, I'll be right back because she's trying to get to the lab where Pete is. Yeah, because she's trying to rescue him. To try and rescue him. That something bad's happening. And this is where also we're cutting back and forth again and John's trying to get into that office where it says- That restricted office. Lassange. Lassange. I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird last name. And they get him to open the office and we don't really see anything in there. No, it's just an empty room. It's just an empty room and then cut to Caroline's about to open the door to the lab and she- Get stopped by Miss Parkinson saying, like, what are you doing here? She's like, oh, nothing. She's like, okay, go back to doing your job. She's like, okay. And then as Pete's about to get one hand free, Miss Parkinson stops him, tightens the binds, and he does get injected in the eye, which is gnarly, very gnarly. I had my eyes shut. Yeah, you did. I did see that. <laughs> and, yeah, he kind of just goes out, falls asleep, and then we cut to Miss Parkinson waking him up, and he's like, I don't remember falling asleep. Yeah, and then... Like, she lets him go or whatever, then she goes and sits at this computer and is entering these details into this program and it's like, what did it say? Like, patient Pete Brady, victim John Brady. Yeah, time, 9 p.m. and then the date, which was obviously that day. Yeah, and then it's like, and then it said something like, um, like action or like request and it's like, kill John Brady. Yeah. Kill John Brady. It's like that. Oh, you haven't seen South Park? No. Butters gets mind control. Kill John Lennon. Oh, <laughs> I've heard that sound. Kill before. John Lennon. <laughs> it's kind of like that, isn't it? <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Wasn't surprised he just didn't run. <laughs> Kill John Brady. <laughs> Kill John Brady. <laughs> this movie. Oh, my God, this movie. So, yeah, then John goes a bit cray cray. This is after he picks up flowers from some random kid off the side of the street and he goes to his wife's grave. Yeah. Which was nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice but then he goes back home and Barbara's there and he's he's lost it. Yeah. And he's, he's saying like that Dr. Lassange isn't dead, like he's, he's alive. alive. He killed my wife. Mind you, what what are we now? An hour and twenty into this movie? This is the first time we're really hearing about Dr. Lassange. Yeah, or even hearing more about his wife. Yeah, and then... Yeah, Barbara's... What? This part was gnarly as fuck. Do you remember when Pete and Carolina are driving and they get to the restaurant and Pete faints? Oh. And they bring him into the bathroom and he starts pissing blood? Yeah, because he's not feeling well. Enough to piss blood. Well, obviously, whatever bloody Miss Parkinson did to him made him piss blood. Oh, God. He's gone through some shit. I was holding mine. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't feel well watching that. But you're fine with eyeballs getting stabbed? I'm fine with eyeball stuff. <laughs> as soon as it comes to anything with, like, getting kicked in the nuts or anything, that's when it hurts the most for me. So weird. But, yeah, so then, yeah, John's having his freak out. Barbara goes with him to the grave of the Dr. Lasange or whatever, and he's, like, opening up the grave, pulls out the casket, opens it up, and it's empty. So John's like, I was right. He's not dead. <laughs> and Barbara's like, what the fuck? And this like, is where, this so is weird. after Pete comes home. Barbara finally tells him everything about, like, what's John's problem with Lassange and what happened to his mom. And, like, this is the first time we're figuring this out. And there's, like, ten minutes left in this movie. Well, because Pete grew up thinking that his mom just died of an asthma attack when he was, like, little. Mm. But no, Lassange. Well, we think. Apparently. Apparently, Lassange has something to do with it. Yeah. So, this is where 
John breaks into the lab at the college and Pete gets in the car to drive to his we cut back to Pete driving to the driving to his dad and Caroline tries to stop him but goes with him and then cut back to the college again doing these fucking jump cuts. Yeah. Go back to the college, Miss Parkinson is walking through and John's just following and he gets into this room where he can't open the door. Yeah, because she locks him in. And then we cut to again Pete driving Caroline and Caroline's noticing Pete's acting weird and he just pushes her head against the window and knocks her out. Yeah. Like it was the slightest push. Yeah, but it's movie. It's not movie magic. Movie it's not magic. Whoa. Anyway, so she's unconscious. Yes, and then magically Pete just like as fast as fuck. The door opens behind John. This is after Miss Parkinson comes on the and TV. And she's been taunting him and, and taunting him and then Pete just opens the door. Yeah. And then grabs the both guns off Pete that he had. Oh, no, sorry. Pete grabs both guns off John. This movie's confusing me talking about it <laughs> as much as it's confusing me watching it. Yeah. Pete grabs both guns off John and ties him to the chair. Another weird thing. Cut back to Caroline in the car and there's just three random people playing frisbee at night. Yeah. So, mind you, it's, it's like 9 p.m. Why are you out playing frisbee? Yeah. <laughs> makes no sense. This whole movie makes no sense. I know. But again... I enjoy it. It just keeps getting more and more confusing, though. And it gets more stupid. And, like, I love it. I really, really do. I don't know what it is. I know. B-grade movies have a soft spot in my heart. There's, like, a part in my heart that just says B-grade movies and they all just fall in there. And I love them. I don't think there's a B-grade movie I hate, except for Queen of... Oh, Queen of Spades. Yeah. Oh, that's a rough one. If you ever want us to... Fucking rile shit on a movie. Yeah. Like, just go full ham. That's the movie. That's the movie. God, that was awful. That anyway, was a bad movie. Back, to the, back to a good one. <laughs> yeah, which it should, again, this should not be a good movie. Yeah, it somehow is. But it is. Like, it's in, you'll watch it and you'll be like, like, obviously some people won't enjoy this. They'll be like, what the fuck are these two talking about? They're crazy. <laughs> but other people who, in, like, have a love for B-grade movies will be like, this shit's great. Yeah. Yeah, so the three people playing Frisbee and the female that's with them start screaming because they notice Caroline in the car. And then we cut back to John's basically going crazy and he's in the chair and the door, the doors at the back open. Yeah. And this random dude comes up from the depths of the floor. Yeah, in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. Lassange. Who was also the dude in the video from the lecture at the start when they go to the university. We watched this movie last night. That did not click into my head until about 6.30 this morning that that was Lassange. And I was like, mate, come on. Yeah. Get your shit together. This movie fucking (laughs) throws all my shit out the window. Anyway, so he's got like, he's looking old. He's looking rough. And then he... Pulls it off. And he's young. So, I mean, he he was supposedly died however long ago when he was old. And now he's young? Bloody science. What? Yeah, science. Mm-hmm. Science, bitch. <laughs> I've never seen Breaking Bad, but that's all I know. Yeah, science, bitch. Lots of bitch in there. Great. I love it. <laughs> so then Lassange says to John, I'll give you a demonstration of my new j- drug. And Pete just starts to cut his arms upwards. Yeah. Which it's you're like, rough. okay, so Pete's just basically committing suicide in front of his old man. Well, he's not. He doesn't know what he's doing. No, Pete is the chicken. This is where the movie tries to do a plot twist, which doesn't come off at all. Oh, my God. It was very confusing. It was confusing because Lassange's like, all right, 
gives him and gives Pete a knife and he's like, kill your father. And Pete just stands there. And then Lysandra's like, I said, kill your father. And then Pete turns around and starts stabbing Lysandra. And he's like, oh, what are you doing? And he's, he's like, like, you are my father. Cuts to cuts to bloody John and Barbara's wedding. When? So are you trying to are you fuck? trying to tell me that Lassange like had an affair with Pete's mum and like Pete's the the child of that? Or is he trying to say that like you're like my father in a like metaphorical sense? Like we confusion. This movie's then, bullshit. But then yeah, then we're at a bloody wedding. Of John and Barbara. And then that's it. And that's the whole that is dead kids slash strange behaviour. Fully recommend, honestly. <laughs> yeah, but my brain hurts. Do not go into this movie with high hopes. Do not. Because <laughs> I mean, you might you yourself might have to take notes as you're watching this movie to keep up with what the heck is going on. Yeah, honestly. Oh my god. Oh, are we done talking about it? I didn't think or like I when before we started recording this, I was like, this movie's gonna be so much fun to talk about. Now I've talked about it and it's frustrated me how confusing it actually is. Yeah. But like I the still, chaos the chaos I feel inside. I still love it. Yeah. I still think it's great. It is. Good job, Michael Lachlan and Bill Condon and whoever else was on this movie because you've got a piece of shit that's <laughs> great. Yeah, that's about right. That's all I can say about this movie. Yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing next week. Yeah. Might be our first uh, listener listener request. request. Yeah. On the mystery wheel that we have. Yeah. Get your requests in, guys. Yeah, because your movie might be the next one we watch. Ooh. Hopefully it's another first impression one because... They're fun. They are fun. We did it with Monster. And this. And this. But this one was more fun than Monster for me. I know, I know. You just don't like true crime as much and that's fine. No, we're back in my element. I'm back in my element <laughs> of horror movies and it's great. Anyway, you can follow us on Instagram at Better Watch Horror Pod. Yep, and on Twitter at official BWH Pod. Um, our email address, betterwatchhorrorpod at gmail. Um, That's about it. I yeah. Think. See you guys next week. Yeah.